Welcome back to The Answers Obvious, where you have the questions and we have the answers. This is episode 43, coming to you this Friday, August the 23rd. You know, people always be asking me questions all the time, like, Stevie G, if you could be anything for one day, then what would you be? I tell them the answer is motherfucking obvious. I'd be asleep. This is just one of the many questions we answer and discuss on the cast of Saved by the Bell's favorite podcast. With that being said, you can find out more about the questions we're answering, advice we're giving, and what we're discussing by subscribing to The Answers Obvious in the iTunes podcast store and by following The Answers Obvious on Spotify. You'll be able to access all of our episodes, which we encourage you to listen to them all so you can be in on all of our inside jokes, as well as get our latest episode the moment it goes live. If you're not already following, just type in The Answers Obvious in the search bar or just use the direct link, which is in the bio of my Instagram profile, at Stevie G, Stevie G, and my pinned tweet on Twitter, at Tweety G, Tweety G. So please, go mash that subscribe button. Finally, be sure to go mash that follow button on our Instagram account, at The Answers Obvious, and on Twitter, at The Answers Obvious, so we can do numbers on that bitch. Little switch up tonight. Normally, I'm joined by the co-host with the co-most who you can find at Yo on Instagram, Rachel Young. She is busy working an event at Live on the Green tonight. So I have two lovely gentlemen in here this evening. I have Mike G, a.k.a. Black Mike. Then I also have Max Hype, <laughs> a.k.a. Proto Hype, a.k.a. Young Scrotes. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Hello. What's going on? What's going on, Stevie G? It's a good night. Thank y'all for swinging in last minute. This yes, is going to be a fun show. I already know. Thank you for yes. having us, dude. Get a little closer to the mic. Mic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. There we go. It's Just a pleasure. move the mic close to your face. There we go. That's good. It's like I'm kissing this motherfucker. Exactly. Make love <laughs> to the mic. Yeah. Where can, uh, before we get started, where can everybody find you? Uh, Instagram, Duberific. Underscore D O B E R R I F I C underscore. Duberific. And yes. what about Twitter? I'm not giving my Twitter app. I like to keep that private. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Max, where could the people find you? On everything at ProtoHype. OnlyFans.com backslash yes. ProtoHype. PrivateSnap.org. <laughs> cool, cool, cool Uncle Max 69. <laughs> at Hotmail.com. Thanks for having uh, ha- th- thanks for having me in y'all's you're, presence. You're tonight. welcome. So um, this is the time of the show where I ask if you guys have any shout outs that you'd like to give anyone you want to shout out tonight. Uh, I'd like to shout out myself, bro. I finally started doing some fucking freelance shit with my development shit. There you go. Yeah, bro. That's what's up. I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it. Mash that applaud it. button. I appreciate it, man. That shit <laughs> took a while, but fucking... This dude's finally giving me a shot on this cool music project, and man, like it's actually some shit I like care about and like I'm into. So yeah, bro, it's, it's dope. Freelance is the way to go, man. Yeah, dude. That's what's up. Shout out to yourself, man. Thank That's you. always thank good. Thank you, Young um, Scrotes. Shout outs. Hold on, I have a list of well, it's it's a, it's a list that I have to look up. But I wanted to shout out everyone on you know it's a Little League World Series. I want to shout out everyone on the Curacao team or their parents for the way that they name their children. Oh Hold man, on. I gotta look. Th- look Wait, up what r- team is this? Curacao, the the country. There's a country called Curacao. Yeah, it's I an thought island. that was like it's a an liqueur. In the Caribbean. Really? Uh, um, yeah. Let me look up their roster. It's like the the niece names are just insane. I was watching it today, and they won. They're fucking really good. Um, Do you see that kid that got down in his stance that was like squatting down low? 
Did you see that? It was all over Twitter. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, and then and then everybody that was like quote tweeting and responding was like, yeah, he deserves to be pegged for that. <laughs> Just wow, okay. oh, Jesus, pegged. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I went straight to the wrong place oh, with that. Peg, bro. Oh yes, peg, pegged by the ball. That's fucked <laughs> up. Um, why can't I find this? Anyways, hold on. Let me. Let me just find one of these names. I, I was texting my friend about it earlier. So you say it's in the Caribbean? Yeah, it's an island in the Caribbean. Okay, um, word, word. I've literally never heard of Curacao before. Yeah, it's like, uh, it like by the DR? Dominican Republic and shit. I was going to say it must be close to DR. Okay, so the guy who, like, their lead pitcher, his name is Curly Martha. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, the, the, the team, like, they, you know, they like before the games they show, like, like, I'm blah, 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 and my favorite pitcher is John Smoltz or whatever the fuck they say. And just watching the names roll by, <laughs> I, sh- I should have recorded it today. It was so good. But I wanted to give a shout out to the parents for just being really creative with the name, with the, the way they name their children. Curly Martha. Curly Martha. She definitely has red hair. It's a boy. Oh. They're all boys. Little League World Series, man. It's epic. It's epic. I've been watching it. It's good. Is he a pitcher? I hope Curly's a pitcher. I don't think so. That's such a pitcher's name. He, hit a, he hit a grand slam, so I don't know. Damn. Yeah, it was sick. He's probably a pitcher. A lot of those... In Little League, when you're the pitcher, you're typically the best player on the team. Yeah. yeah. The best batter, like, all, all right, that. All right, cool. You, you've pitched enough because you have this this amount of pitches only, and then now you're going to play catcher. Yeah. Like, and yeah. just swap them out. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's exactly And they're always the coach's son, too. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why yes. I was always mad. I always wanted to play pitcher. You know, I was a catcher, and I, I was never good enough because the coach's son was the pitcher, and it always made me mad. Yes, Paul Davis. Did you ever pitch? <laughs> Paul Davis. Shout out Paul Davis. That's my second shout out. <laughs> if he's out there listening, which I hope he isn't. He listens all the time. Did you Did you ever get to pitch? No, I always wanted to, but I was too good at playing catcher, and there was no one. No one else wanted to play catcher. That that mm. throw to second was unstoppable for how short I was. That's what's up. That was I, good. I pitched once, so I, I want to say when we were sixteen or seventeen, the last year that we could play on the the big the the big kid field yeah, yeah. at the the Bellevue Park because pretty yeah. much after that they just say you got to go play um, high school high school ball yeah and so we were playing uh, we were playing Harry and Mickey and Will Hand's team I think they were the Barons or something like that and they had fresh uniforms they had like the it was like the vest like they looked old school throwback yeah. like old school White Sox type shit right. <laughs> and the I think Barons is a great great fucking name for, for sure. baseball yeah. team too so I want to say that. In the first inning, uh, we batted through our lineup at least three times, and we're just murdering them. So they they put Harry in, and I've already batted I've already batted twice, and they put Harry in because he pitched. Harry to Harry pitch. He came to relieve. Uh, he was either the second or third pitcher, and it was only the first inning. Didn't Will too? Will pitch too? I don't know if Will pitched that much. He was more of a outfielder. Uh, he did catcher. He played catcher in center field, and I think they just stuck Mickey wherever. Anyways, in the dugout. In the dugout. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, what's up? So you guys ran through your order like three times. Y'all didn't have like the seven run rule. No, not not yet. Because because we were ready. Because we were first at bat. They hadn't bat yet. So Uh, there's no mercy rule because they didn't get a chance to bat. So I remember when they put Harry in. He's pitching to me, and I'm cracking up the whole time. And I hit this ball so fucking far that it it went foul. Had it been like maybe 10 feet more to the right, it would have been a home run. It was the longest foul ball I hit. Anyways, I. Uh, big field, too. That was a big It was a big field, yeah. It was big, big as some high school fields yeah. at the time. Yeah, that was huge. Well, I think the next pitch, I, I flew out to, to right field. I went the other way with it, and I got the third out. So then it's our time to take the field. 
And uh, coach said, hey, we're up like a couple dozen runs right now. Do you want to pitch? And I was like, hell yeah, let me pitch. So I never had a curveball or anything. I had a knuckleball and I had a fastball. That was it. That's all I could do at that, at that age. And so uh, I think the, when I was my first at bat, this kid hit me, uh, hit by pitch. So that was the first batter that came up uh, when, when I took the mound. And so uh, I get up there, and I didn't even think of, like, oh, I'm going to hit this guy. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking, hey, just throw, throw one right down the pipe. Give him one. My first pitch ever as a pitcher in my entire existence, Bing. I beamed this kid on the fucking Bing. hip. And people thought I was, like, getting, like, vengeance for him hitting me. Yes. but That wasn't, uh, that wasn't good for your bad boy image <laughs> that you had at the time. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, there goes Steven. Yeah, I, 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 I played it off, though. I was, I was like, yeah, fuck him, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> oh, cool. my God. I ended, I, he, that kid uh, ended up going to Hillwood, and we played high school ball, too, so we always joked around that. But I, I pitched all right, but I only did that one inning because let's get other people who don't pitch since we're up, you know, so, fucking so 50 runs. Yeah. I don't think I would have ever tried to pitch. I was an outfielder on some Ken Griffey shit. Of but course. The, but the thing about outfielder and, like, Little League, like, nobody – very rarely do people hit the fucking ball, like, to where you are. So, you can't really make, like, super good – you can't really make, like, the catches and the plays and shit. For sure. So, like, you're basically just kind of gunning down people at second or kind of gunning down people at third. If you can – I like, I remember gunning down a kid at fucking first one time. That was sick. But as far as the pitcher action, shortstop action, like all of the like all the other people saw, that shit was irrelevant in the outfield. I mean, so you must have been really bad if they put you in the outfield because that's how it goes back then. I mean, shit, I, w- <laughs> I don't think I wanted to play infield though. Like I was like, I don't want to play because we had like the pitcher, of course, the coach's son, and the fucking backup pitcher was the fucking assistant coach's son. Always. And let's see. The homie, he was like a fucking he was like in love with first base. So he's like fucking played first base every year. Second base was kind of interchangeable. I never wanted to play that shit. I didn't want to get hit by a fucking line drive. Shortstop was like, <laughs> eh. Third base was like, mm. And then I was like, right field? I fuck with right field or center field. I ain't really fuck with that. You get field. limited opportunities out there. That's what I'm saying. But I, like, I didn't think about that. And so I'm like, out here, I'm like, damn, bro. Like, nothing's fucking happening. But when you get them, you make them count. Oh, yeah, bro, definitely. Like, I, don't, I don't care if he's three feet off the bag. I'm, I'm fucking throwing it. <laughs> bro, you're, trying to make the hard, you're trying to fucking make the hardest throw you can? Like, fucking some action. Fuck. Yeah. yeah man. I don't know when the ball's coming to me next. Bro, you, you get out there and get, I don't know. It depends on the team you're playing, but yeah. most of the time it was slow pickings, bro. But that's For little, sure. That's Little League, though. That wasn't like teenage, like 15, 16, like you said. Yeah. I think I think every team during those years, the 15, 16-year-old, there was like that one kid on each team that was just garbage that you still had to play the minimum of two innings before he could just ride the pine the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a baseball. This is a Little League podcast, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Yeah, so shout, shout, shout out to Curly, man. <laughs> Curly, Curly, Curly Martha. <laughs> are, we, are we betting on the Little League World Series? Can we do that on – can you bet on Little League? You can League? bet on anything. You can bet on anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. With the right bookie. <laughs> um, now is another part of the show where I always ask co-hosts and guests, it's time you can put whatever or whomever on blast. Do you have any blasts? Mike. I'd like to put the motherfucking Popeyes next to public on blast for running out of the motherfucking chicken sandwich. That's been a thing, man. Ever since they came out with the chicken sandwich, bro, they've been running out. Bro, I left my partner's house the other day. I was like, man, I'm hungry as fuck. I'm about to go try the chicken sandwich. Pull it up. The fucking lines around the building. 
fucking wait in line for like 20 minutes, order the food. Before you can even order, they're like, we're out of fucking chicken, spicy chicken sandwiches. We're out of original chicken sandwiches. We're out of fries. We're out of shrimp. Can I take your order? What do y'all have? Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> what do you got? Y'all, y'all, got, like, y'all got like the two piece of the choice? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let me get like a two piece. It was like, one for the side. I was like, well, shit, y'all don't have fries, macaroni and cheese? No, nah, we ain't okay. got that either. No, nah, they, they nah. had mac and cheese. And the ice cream machine broke. And the ice cream. <laughs> Y'all don't even got an ice cream machine. Like, like, no, yeah, we I know. It. We had yeah, it, we broke. He said, yeah, it's because it's broke. <laughs> Fuck, it's chicken flavored ice cream and shit. Disgusting. <laughs> gravy. <laughs> oh. Soft serve gravy flavor. Oh. I would Jeez. try that, though. I'm not even going to lie. The savory. Uh, How be- crazy is that right now, man? This is This is kind of like the whole White Claw thing where all they did, Popeye's just put out a tweet. No marketing, nothing. Even on the like the recent commercials that are running, I haven't even seen the commercials for it. Nothing. Me I was watching Braves game with with Big the other night, and it was Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen commercial, and it was just like get the two piece, and I'm just like y'all ain't even pushing the sandwich. They ain't got to. Bro, it's black, crazy. Black Twitter is pushing the sandwich. Black Twitter is hysterical with this. The the videos and then the comparison with Chick fil A, like yeah. this guy, this guy pulling up, like I think it's Chick fil A employees going to Popeye's. Yeah. And they're sitting there, and it's like... It better be your pleasure, nigga. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> go ahead. Like, it's like, all right, I'll see you at the window. He's like, yo, you're right. You gonna see me at the window. Right, right. <laughs> Like, holy shit, man. I can't believe they ran out of them joints. And then, like, they took 15 minutes to give me my fucking two-piece. Like, when I was just sitting at the window after I'd already paid them. So, like, didn't get what I wanted, sat in the drive-thru for fucking 30 minutes. That was a disappointing trip. So, where this is the one on Publix off of where? Off of Murfreesboro Road. They yeah. just they just built that giant too. So there's there's that one, and then there's one over here on Jefferson. Uh-huh. And those are the only two that I know. There's one by Max's crib. There is, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There's one on Nolansville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so those are the three that I know. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, except there's the one at the fucking... Uh, no, it's not in Nolansville. It's over in Murfreesboro. That's Mur- I think that yeah, that's Murfreesboro. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's two on Murfreesboro. No, nah, there's no, nah, there's one. The one by his crib is on Murfreesboro, and then there's another one like on the way to Murfreesboro. You know that big ass travel agency kind of truck stop thing on 24. There's like one in there where there's no drive through. You have to go in. Well, wherever it is, you know they ain't gonna have that fucking sandwich. I'm not. Go- <laughs> I'm not really going out of my way to try this shit. Like if they don't have it at the Publix, like Popeyes, bottom my the bottom of my crib, I'm not fucking with it. Yeah. Unless I go buy the one by his crib. It's funny. We we talk about Popeyes a lot on this podcast. For, I, I don't know why, but I, I, maybe Rachel went there on a road trip or something. But this is great. Well, it is great. But this is my favorite part about it is that the, the agreement between merchant and customer is just one thing. I, as customer, give you money, and in return, you give me a bag of food. It's never what I order. It's, it's always going to be wrong. It's always going to be something else. But that's just the agreement there. It's like money for food, and that's it. And that's what I love about it. It's like you never know what you're going to get. It's a variety pack. Yep. You, you're fucking with the wrong Popeyes, bro. They don't ever get our shit wrong. Really? Nah. Well, I'm like, not going to go out. From Nolansville, do they ever get our shit wrong? No. Nah. Uh, every time I'm gone. fucking with the Popeyes on Jefferson, huh? Yeah. Bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshitting. So it's funny. The, there's a there's in like... One square block. There's a Popeyes, a Church's, a KFC, and a Captain D's Don't all eat at right that Captain there. D's either. Huh? Don't eat at that Captain D's. Oh no, either. I'm not eating there. At any Captain D's. No, you can eat at Captain D's or any app. No. The yes. Bellevue Captain D's. Captain is straight. D's is slapping. No. 
Yeah, he's slapping, bro. You don't like that fast that fast food fish, bro? Uh, you don't like <laughs> fast fish. Fast, you know, fast food shrimp? No. <laughs> if I'm getting shrimp, it's from Popeye's. They got the coconut shrimp, though? They do not. They have breaded shrimp. I don't think it's coconut. The Captain D's got the jumbo coconut shrimp. I don't get shrimp. shit other than chicken no, or fish from Captain D's. Frozen. I've never had anything else. Long John Silver's? Oh, I can't. I can't do fast food seafood. There was one in Murphy's, bro. Long John Silver's. It was half Long John Silver's, half A and W. Oh, right. it was another. It was another one in Antioch that was like half Long John Silver's, half KFC. <laughs> so you were like, you could go get the chicken at the KFC and then pull around and get Long John Silver's fries because they were better. Mm. That's smart. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't know, bro. I'm I've like, let me get a root beer float. The ultimate <laughs> combination is the Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Yeah, that's genius. That's, that's <laughs> don't they genius. have that one by what? NBA? Like oh yeah. What that about the, the what about the KFC Taco Bell? They do those too, right? I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah. I feel like KFC Taco Bell and Pizza Hut are all the same. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of Taco Bell combinations. Like I feel like man, that mini Pizza Hut pizza from the fast. Food I know, pizza. man. Bro. So so that one over over on West End now, yeah, Harding yeah, West End. Like yeah. like they don't have Pizza Hut in it anymore. Really, it's just Taco Bell. Yeah, it's very sad. So they changed it, it back because it used to just be Taco Bell. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just Taco Bell now. I just used to like the idea of being able to order a American pizza and a Mexican pizza. <laughs> 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 Can I get both the pizzas? Let me get, let me get both, both, both types. Pizza. What would a Chinese pizza be? Uh, I don't know. Rice would have rice <laughs> on it. Just a, ri- a rice patty. I with feel like cheese is not I a main like element would, in, in in Chinese food. I feel like it, I feel like it would be kind of beef. A little beef is dairy. An element of Chinese or Asian food in cream, general? Cream cheese. Yeah, but that's Americanized, though. In sushi? or uh, I was thinking more of like crab rangoon. Oh, yeah. But that's got to be Americanized, though. Do they, do, you've been to China. They eat that over there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, haven't, I definitely haven't had a cream cheese in China, but <laughs> I'm not going to write it <laughs> off. Chinese I had, cream I had cheese. Some, I had some sheep. I had sheep? sheep the last time I was there. Yeah, we went to this like super authentic hot pot restaurant. Oh, Yeah. It was amazing. I was asleep by the end. Damn, just oh, food coma. Sleeping in a, in a broth of, of hot water. Thought you were gonna say sleeping in a brothel. I'm like, oh, that's not a good idea. No, you don't sleep oh, in brothels. Got Lamar Odom, that shit. Man. <laughs> Watch out. What about you, Max? Do you have any shout outs you want to give? Shout outs or what? We're not doing shout outs over here. I'm we're sorry, blast, blast, blast. Uh, I want to get, this is like, my blasts are kind of dated and not really that relevant, but just general blasts. I want to blast the dude who killed Nipsey Hussle. Put Man, him on blast. you goddamn right. And I also want That's to never blast dated. Um, anyone who litters. Yeah. You right too on that motherfucker. Fuck both of them types. Yeah. Bro. And plastic. Fuck yeah. plastic. Don't litter. Fuck don't plastic. spit where people have to walk. I, I ridded my entire house of plastic. You will not find a piece of plastic in my kitchen. Plastic's a, a tough, a tough Besides thing. Besides those Hattie B cups, but <laughs> <laughs> they're a the souvenir. That's for the liquor. So I'll fuck with plastic if it's reusable plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go to Hattie B's, you go to Peg Leg Pork, or they give you the cup or something. Tupperware, things that you can reuse and all that. Right. But like right, single-use plastic stuff, like the cups we're drinking out of right now. But no. <laughs> you, you best believe that that we're we're getting at least another half dozen uses out of this cup. Yes. Oh yeah, bro. When we wash them beer pong cups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a college room. I'm gonna you take this home, them. and it's gonna hold my toothbrush and my razor yes. later. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Fuck the guy that killed Nipsey. Yeah, man. It was it was two or three of them that pulled up. It was like, no, it was like him and some chick. That shit was super fucked up, man. Female is always involved. 
Always. Dirty bitches. <laughs> I guess. Awesome. Well, for those that are listening, if y'all are new to the answers obvious, here's how we do the damn thing. We talk shit for about an hour and a half, but we break the show down into segments, which you can find listed in the description of the episode. You'll be able to figure out when each segment begins because we're going to put a time cue next to each segment. This way you can see what you're getting into, if you're easily triggered, or if you only have time for one segment during your commute, workout, or while you're doing the nasty, then you'll be able to find it and revisit the rest later. People listen to this while they fucking? Always. You should read the, the, the comments or the, um, the reviews people give us. People are making love or they're doing something. There's some sort of uh, fluids being exchanged while they're listening to this. Put on my quiet storm voice for it. (laughs) As always, we have an incredible show for y'all. Let's get into it. First segment. Fake Instagram disclaimer. Y'all listening, I know you've seen this shit. And I know y'all have seen this. We've been been talking about it a little bit. Y'all might have seen earlier this week, people have been posting... This clearly photoshopped and blurry and just awful image of what appears to be a reminder that says something along the lines of tomorrow Instagram um, starts the new rule where they can use your photos. Don't forget, it can be used in court cases and litigation against you. Everything you've ever posted becomes public from today, even messages that have been deleted or photos not allowed. So it costs nothing for a simple copy and paste. Better safe than sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all have seen this, right? What were y'all's initial thoughts when you first... Who who did you see post it first? And what was your initial thought when you saw it? I don't... I don't... Honestly, I don't even think... I've seen it just from, like, people talking about it. But I didn't... No one posted it on my timeline. But I tried to... I don't know. Not look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was I was in my homie crib. Shout out to little Fred. I was at his crib the other day, and they were talking about it over there. But I hadn't seen anybody post it. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, I think, like, I think Chase and Cash posted that joint. And like, I'm like, that's somebody I fucking look up to, respect, and all of that shit. So I'm like, okay, well, fucking, he posted it. It might be legit. But I was looking, I was like, why does shit look photoshopped in the motherfucker? It's like all Instagram is just like somebody kind of scribble something out and type yeah. Instagram. It's in. not exactly. even like Photoshop. It's like MS Paint. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like fucking one of the photo apps and shit. Somebody's yeah. like white out. Yeah, yeah fucking Instagram. It looks something. like someone got on like PDF preview yeah. and scribbled through and then replaced it with. It's not. It's not even like in line with the rest of it. Some of them it's lower in the in the line of text. Right. Yeah. So I at first I saw. I saw some some dumb people post it. Um, right. Mostly, mostly some dumb females post it that are want to be influencers, and uh, and then I saw some that have like, you know, six figure follows and and like maybe even a million follows or something post it. And right. then I started to see a bunch of like rappers post it, like right. Mike Will and Two Chains. That's and all what I'm saying. That. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the the thing is, the the thing is. That post, just by posting it, you you think that you're going to, even if it was real, like you think a post is going to just void out everything else? Uh, I think they're trying to bring awareness. Bring awareness to what? (laughs) Bring bring awareness to a a, a lie, I guess. (laughs) But they must be like, yo, even, I don't know, when you were just talking about it, it was running through my head. Like if I was going to post it, I would do it just to stir shit up. And, well, <laughs> and, and because pe- everyone would comment like, fuck you, this is a lie, this is a lie, but I would get interaction. Oh, you would get engagement. For you sure. Would. No, that'd be good. Like, I wonder who, the, who, sure. like, who made it up. In the, like, if I posted it right now, people, a lot of people would comment angry shit. 
so I love the last line is it's so funny because you could even see just from this all the dark bold Instagram but then at the bottom it's all caps and it's larger it says Instagram does not have my permission to share photos or and then it cuts off that's the best part or. it cuts off so it's like it, 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 it just it cracks me up because um, here's the other thing remember when we were just living in the MySpace day and the Facebook day no, there, there was no iPhone. Yeah, people had pictures online, but the only way you could get pictures online was if you took it with a digital camera and uploaded it to your computer. Or a camera phone. Right, even in those days, but the quality because was real like, shitty. Have, I remember I used to have to like, take pictures. Like, motherfuckers at school be like, bro, take this picture of me and then like send it to my email so I can post it on MySpace because that's the only way you get that. Exactly. So back in the day, it was, it was like you had to be careful about what you posted because there was very limited... You know, content out there, bro. I posted way worse shit back then than I do now, bro. I was on think fucking, so. I, I was in high school with fucking weed and alcohol, underage as fuck on MySpace, bro. And did anything happen from it? No, exactly. <laughs> no, but how many people do you know that it did happen from it? Like a lot of kids, at least in like high, when you were in high school, people were kids were getting in trouble all the time. Maybe by like that. parents or school, yeah. but but not like an employer or like no, because oh, they were too young that. to be employed. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, right. So so like even in college, it's like oh man, don't post those pictures of you playing beer pong right. on your Facebook because right, right. you won't get hired right. or something. Nah. But point is like with with smartphones, anything that has a camera or or a microphone on it, like it's picking up fucking everything. Like every time you click to that you agree to something, right? Uh, on any app, on any service, you're giving them full rights to do all this shit. What was that? The um, the face face app or whatever? Yeah, the one yeah. that like made you look old. Yeah, it, it was run by Russians, and it was like now they own your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They own your whole face. Do, do yeah. we need? Do we need to post That's my nose? Do we, your nose? <laughs> do we need to post this? I do not give Russia permission to use my. Use my photos or... Yes, because everyone knows if you post an image of it, it just becomes fact. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, well, I posted that's an that's image thing, I wasn't down. If you repost it and fucking put it on, that's legally binding. God, I would love to just be traveling in Russia, just riding down the highway and see like, oh shit, there's Max's old face that they use for like some... <laughs> Why does he look so old? <laughs> I, got, I got an old man Max mask, some bro. It's just some dude on yeah. the train. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they own our faces, but only the old version. Yes. <laughs> There's some dude with my face on, bro, but it's just the black face and like the fucking white skin and shit in Russia. It's like, yo, like that seems fishy to the motherfucker. Russia, man. Russia. I never used the app though, so I don't think that can happen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It. I did. They had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many of like, your homies did it and like send you a pic like ha ha? Um point is, people, like, just know that everything that's on your phone, that's on your computer, that you've ever done with your phone. The government has, the world fucking has. Just let loose with it. Like, nothing, I don't think anything bad could happen. I mean, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like half it? of the thing with the, that whole Instagram thing is that it could have been real because Facebook owns Instagram. So sure. Like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I kind of almost believe this because it wouldn't surprise me because Facebook does that. Facebook owns everything. Right. And Facebook oh, yeah. owns Instagram, so it's like, why? Why? It's not that far fetched. I no. think that what could happen is, if where there is some copyright claim, if somebody took took a picture that is posted on someone's account and they used it for like a magazine or a catalog or some sort of ad, and that was found out about, then yes, you do have there's intellectual property property laws that can cover that. But in a sense of just like, I mean, 
just screenshotting shit and just posting it on the internet like anyone can fucking do it. So. Right. That's why I thought it was super legit because I saw a couple of like respectable people post that shit and I was about to do it and I was like, man, nigga, this shit look fake. So I didn't, I didn't do it and I, and I like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because in a couple of days later, like I saw a fucking uh, Duval tweet. He was like, man, yeah, I'm motherfucking stupid as hell for posting that shit. That's how Trump got reelected. Motherfuckers just reposting shit for no reason. And like not knowing what the fuck, not researching anything, and yeah, so true. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to lean to what Max is saying though too about maybe people are just posting it for engagement purposes too. I, that's that's what I would have done. I want to see the person that initially came up with the original post. That's what I'm saying. And you know they're sitting there with their boys right now, just cracking the fuck yeah. up. Like, look at all these dumb fucking people. Yeah, it's great. Mm-mm. I love it. We should do something like that. We should post something. We should post something uh, fake. Make something Bro, just if absurd I, up. If I was on that, if I was that type of nigga and had was on that type of time, I would be the best fucking internet troll. I come <laughs> up with so much random fucking shit that I could say to people, but I'm like, eh, it's not my steez. All good. Let's move on to the next segment. The rainforest is burning. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. Yeah. So, Max, tell us what's going on down in the in the rainforest. The rainforest is burning. There's fires. The forest rain. Fires. The rainforest yeah, is the on fire. <laughs> I'm not going to joke about it, but there is ironic elements to the rainforest being on fire. Right. Yeah. Uh, do do we? I'm curious. Do we know how this fire started? Apparently, it started like three weeks ago. And would like someone throw out a cigarette like they do in California? No, or is but it just what what I read was that there's no direct source of for where it came from, but. They say that all fires are somehow man-made. Right. Even uh, when lightning strikes, lightning strikes and something catches on fire. But it's mad humid in the Amazon, though. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, from a now. I've never been. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have have been down to the rainforest I and. Haven't. I have not. So so I don't even know. It could not even exist. We three hundred percent of the people in this room never been there. You're right. Maybe they're just feeding us bullshit in school, but. Uh, I always thought the rainforest to be like a really damp and wet place. Sounds so like the idea right. of a fire starting there, it just um, seems a little I fishy. I saw someone posting about it that was talking about how farmers caused it. The farmers in the rainforest started the fires that had to do with something. It was directly, it was like somehow relating to like, um, like cows and just, just farms with, with animals on them. And someone was like, I'm... I'm never eating a hamburger again because of these rainforest fires. Oh, God. That's God, all I no. saw, and I was like, wait. I okay. Like, the cows did this? So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of goes on the whole um, people being high and mighty about this shit. Right. You may have seen stuff that's like, you know, the, the whole world is the, the, the whole world is squabbling over politics and everything, but the fucking rainforest is on fire. And then they click post, and it's like, Oh, cool. Now I feel better about myself, but it does nothing. Yes. And then you refresh, have, refresh, refresh. Right. Yeah. You have, <laughs> yeah. You have people that are st- that are that are going in on fucking hamburgers and cows now. Like they don't they don't fucking know that shit. They don't know what started it. Right. But they're they, like, well, now I'll be vegan because there's rainforest fires. See, if people were Your just vegan in, in, in the beginning and not eating meat, then this wouldn't happen. So it w- it was the indigenous people that started it down there. <laughs> I mean, they've been starting fires for thousands know. of years and nothing fucking happened, so I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, th- this shit happens all the time. Some some big thing happens, 
that some either natural disaster or like maybe maybe uh like Notre I'm gonna call it Notre Dame. Notre Dame catches on fire or the rainforest catches on fire and people people go in on it. Now here here's the thing. With something like Notre Dame catching on fire, there are places that people can send money to help rebuild and, and everything. Luckily no one got hurt in that fire. Yeah. In this situation, I don't feel comfortable sending money to the rainforest because I don't know. Like we should just all go eat at the rainforest cafe. <laughs> See, I think I'll, that's that's great. <laughs> that's a better solution than anything. All proceeds go to the rainforest cafes. Like, <laughs> who, who is <laughs> cafes? Like before you pay, like excuse me, does this go directly to the rainforest or is this just no, the rainforest? It's like this goes to replacing our cricket noise machine that just ran out. <laughs> <laughs> We're opening a second location in the gulch. Oh my oh, that'd God. be great. That would be so lit. Oh man. Cause you know, with with the um, with the the rainforest, there's no one who really acts on behalf of the rainforest. Like, there's no Red Cross of the rainforest. Right. So there's no Mufasa. N- no, uh-uh. not anymore. R.I.P. No, may he rest. Oh man. So, along with oh yeah, the lights in here. <laughs> yeah, it'll get Simba. really dark. <laughs> yeah. I said Mufasa, and the lights went out. He's it here. Heard. So, I I really don't know what we can do. I mean, there's not like a there's not like a global fire department that we can call, is there? Like if a if a fire happens like down the street, we call the fire department. They go put that shit out. If there's a big fire, they fill up there's planes like with Coast water. Guard for well, does the Coast Guard? Someone like the Coast Guard must do that. There's that's that's Red what Cross. I'm saying. There's do they though? It has to be, bro. Like, does the Red Cross put out forest fires? They put out all that. Sh- who does? Who puts out all that shit in like Cali? The fire department. The fire department. Oh, that's not the Red Cross? No. Uh-uh. Ah. They just send, like, supplies and stuff yeah. and blood. Okay. And they give you a place to donate and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't know. Can they just make a big pump in the, like, Amazon River and a big hose and just, like, hose that, like, do they just need to drive? Do, do we call them? Is this what we call senators for? Like, hey, senator, um, put the fire out in the rainforest, like. Whatever you got to do, do it. Like, yeah. Do, or do we call NASA about this? Do we do we hit them up and be like, "Yo, can you fill like some of your your big aircrafts and spacecrafts with with water and then just like drop red it, shit, and just drop it on there?" Yeah. Or do we just wait for more rain to come along and put out the fire? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking the questions. I don't know. I don't know, man. Regardless, it's sad. Yeah. What country is it taking place in? Like, is it just the Amazon in general, or is I like? Think, I think from the map that I saw, it's like between Peru and Brazil. I was gonna say this is not Brazil, which uh, is like the only two countries I know that are in South America. Right. West uh, coast and east coast. I think they're beefing too. The Galapagos. Wait, the, Gal- <laughs> the Galapagos? <laughs> yeah, it's in South America. Those are islands, right? Yeah, it's yeah. close. I thought they were in the Pacific. Nah. I know where the penguins are at. <laughs> <laughs> are the penguins in the north or south pole? South. Yeah, good. Yeah. I know penguins. I know you know penguins. Penguin I'm just making mind. sure you know penguins. There's, there's all of the life lives in the south pole. Well, regardless of where the life is, if you want to save lives in the rainforest, then you can actually donate at Stevie G Stevie G on Venmo or PayPal. And Cash I, app, dollar sign, Thrax I will Hamilton. go to the Rainforest Cafe with this money. <laughs> <laughs> it's open at Opry Mills still. Should we go to the Rainforest Cafe tomorrow? No. That sounds awful. You don't what do you even th- get there? Huh? What do you even get there? 
I don't know, like grub beef. Bamboo. Apparently, <laughs> cows Bamboo. get burgers and stuff. Gross. I hear they have. I hear they have some. Uh, <laughs> they got. They got some fire. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! They got, they got some fire sandwiches there. Shit. Uh, yeah. Is it okay? Fire. Is it okay to shit on the rainforest burning right now? I don't think so. Why I not? Mean, I mean, Stevie G, you're insensitive. But like, I didn't. We didn't start it. You I know? mean, when California was burning and all those people were dying, was anyone like making fire jokes? And if they were, you probably would have been like, "Yo." No, not there, but I mean, there's something like we, that's America. At least there's something. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck California. <laughs> no, but like, that's a place where we can at least, you know, try to try to, uh, you know, handle or manage the fire and put it out I and rescue we, people. I think we should shit on the people that have the power to help but aren't helping. How, do you think like the government officials and those people are sitting around like, yo, uh, who do we call for something like this? Nigga, y'all got helicopters, y'all got water and flame retardant shit. <laughs> right. Like, I wonder what, when the president doesn't know what to do and he's like, I'm a cop. Shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> can I call my mom? <laughs> mom, mom, what do I do? Like, dude, every, that's what every dude does president. when he doesn't know what to do. He calls yeah. his mom, bro. He's exactly, like, exactly. shit. <laughs> like, mama. Oh, man. Well, thoughts and prayers for the, for the rainforest. Next segment, thermostat bullshit. Have y'all seen this shit? I've seen the bullshit. This person tweeted out, said, it says, new report shows that these are the recommended temperatures oh, it's a 74 or something like that. for energy efficiency. Yes. Right for bullshit. This shit? It's bullshit. 78 degrees Fahrenheit when you're home. 85 degrees Fahrenheit when you're at work or away. 82 degrees when you are sleeping. Wrong. What do you sleep at? 68. 68. Yeah, it's, it's same. Uh, 68, 66 to 68. Yeah, sometimes I'll do 66, like in the summer, for sure. You know, they, science actually says that the colder it is for you to sleep, it helps you get better sleep, better rest, and all that. Yeah, because you don't wake up in a pool of your own liquid. sweat and shit. Fucking like 82 degrees. Like, that's... If if I was camping and it was eighty two degrees, Gross. I'm not sleeping at that time. Gross. Like Bruh. even even at Bonnaroo, it gets kind of chilly in the evening. You know, like it gets it gets a little gets a little moist. Right. It gets a little cool. Eight thirty nine a.m. hits ninety, and it's and you wake up and you can't do you can't do nothing about how tired you are because you ain't. I mean, you're you have to get up. Humid, bro. Like yeah. I mean, I, I just think that this is a... Uh, it's OD, bro. You, can never, you, can't go, you can't go over high house. My house is never over 70. Ever. It is when I'm watching it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not your house. When it's my house, which when I'm, which is when I'm there, it's 70. So I think, I think sometimes... So the, the new place where Phil and I moved into, it's, it gets really cool. I mean, it's, there's fucking vents in the ceiling in every room. It gets... That AC fucking pumps. So I think during the day... I'll have it at 72, 73 just to maintain it. Yeah. But like at night, it's got to go down to 66. And I can tell me if, if I, if it goes, if it goes to 70, I think 70 is like the absolute warmest I could be in. Yeah. I will wake up at 71. I've done that before. Yeah. And you're like, like uh, something's off. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, in the sweat. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Like, why is my neck wet? It's it like, must be uh, over 70. Do you think, uh, do you think 69 is a good temperature to keep it when you sleep? 
Nah, 69. I, I can tell the difference between 68 and 69, bro. It's fucking like, it's a difference. What's the difference between 68 and 69? That means, Six- I, that means I owe you one. <laughs> At least one hole. <laughs> <laughs> what about a 99? That, never mind. Don't even, don't even think about it. Um, listeners, let us know what you sleep at. Send us, send us a picture of your thermostat. Next segment on my favorite one. Jeezy Appreciation Day. Yeah. That was good. So, y'all, if you're listening to this today, on Friday the 23rd, it is the day that the artist formerly known as Young Jeezy, now Jeezy, is releasing his 10th and final studio album under his contract with Def Jam. And uh, it's going to be one It's gonna be one for the books, wouldn't you say? I would say. I would hope so, yeah, definitely. There's no question. It's going to be sick. Have you guys listened to some of the tracks that he's put out already for it? Yeah. I haven't. I like listening to the whole joint once it comes out. I feel you. know that's good. That, that actually happens in uh, two hours and 50 minutes. It'll drop. Yeah, at 11, 11 Central. Word. So it's going to be good. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, because we're all, we're all huge Jeezy fans, what is your favorite album that he has put out? Trap or Die. Easy. So the, uh, the mixtape Trap the mix, or Die? The mixtape Trap or Die, bro. That shit was fucking, bro, like. It's got to be one-on-one. That shit fucking, that shit murdered, like, the whole Hillsborough High School when that shit came out, bro. That shit was burned to every fucking computer. Like, you couldn't walk down the hallway without anybody seeing this. You talking about Motivation 101? No. With Trap or Die on it? No, I'm no, talking about Trap or Die, the mixtape. With uh, Trap or Die mixtape had money over here. Grey Goose and all of that shit on there. Yeah. I'm going to have to say Thug Motivation 101. Or 102. Or 103. I don't know. That's tricky. I would say... 101. I really did like 103, though. I mean, he's got, he's got, he's got, his discography is insane. So iconic for sure. So let, let's start with, let's start with, uh, let's take people through it. Back in 2001, released, uh, released independently on Corporate Thug Entertainment. Come shop with me? Before that. Oh, shit. Thugging Under the Influence when he went by the name Lil J. This album artwork. I'll, I'll show you guys after this. Um, good lord. Uh, so he had he had a uh, Lil John, Kinky B, and uh, oh, Shoddy Red pr- produce some of it. Yeah. Wow. Thugging of the influence, released on August thirty first, two thousand one. Back when he went. <laughs> back back when he went by Lil J. Then he released. Then he released um, in two thousand three. He released Come Shop with Me which was his first album under the name Young Jeezy. And uh, that was also released independently on Corporate Thug Entertainment. And it has allegedly sold 50,000 copies, uh, street copies, that is, like CDs. I've listened to it. It's, uh, oh man, it's a completely different Jeezy, different style, all of that. In the trap. In the trap, Jeezy, in the game. But then, like Mike said, then the the Gangsta Grills DJ Drama mixtape of uh, Can't Ban the Snowman, no, that was Trap or Die, Trap or Die came out, and that was the that was the first one. That was stupid. That was it. Huh? Stupid. But then, before his 
before his debut album with uh, with Def Jam, he re- he was in The Boys in the Hood. Yeah, he was in Boys in the Hood. And so he had two deals at that time. He had the Bad Boy South group deal with Boys in the Hood. Yeah, Jody and, and them. Jody Breeze. And they released they released a self titled album. And then a month later, Jeezy dropped. Max said is his favorite, and what I think a lot of people regard as just the perfection. Yeah, masterpiece, which was "Let's Get It," Thug Motivation 101. For those listening, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Featuring these singles, and then what with Manny Fresh, Soul Survivor, with Akon, Go Crazy. Who's on Go Crazy? I think that was just that was a Cannon beat. That was that was the right, Cannon. That's right. And uh, and my hood, those were the four singles that came out on there, and that was released in July of 2005. Uh, debuted at number two on the Billboard chart, selling 172,000 copies in its first week, and then uh, two exactly two months later, the album was certified platinum. Because it was 2005, and that's yeah, what happened back then. You albums. just you went platinum like that on albums. So that was Thug Motivation uh, 101. A year later, December, so about a year and a half later, Jeezy dropped his sophomore album, The Inspiration. Max and I regard this album as the one where Jeezy decided to stop rhyming, where he would just spout off. You want to give us one off the top of your head? Uh, <laughs> Can you think of one? Uh. Uh, uh, it's like, oh, still waiting to get in heaven. Hope is a VIP line. And he goes, you know, I hate waiting in line. (laughs) (laughs) That was one where it it was, it was more like instead of, instead of A, B, A, B, it was like A, B, B. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And by B, you mean the same word. It had to be the same word. We used to, we used to freestyle and just. In that style, it would just we would just be lot dying. If you can't laughing. think of anything, you just re- <laughs> just repeat the same line. In that case, time w- waits for no man. It's like <laughs> no, time no I hate waiting no in line man. again. <laughs> like, but that was eight bars ago. <laughs> On that album, uh, some other great hits: um, "Dreaming" featuring Keisha Cole. So good. Uh, "Go Getter" featuring. Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly. <laughs> he shall not be named. The funny, yeah. the, fu- the funny part about it, R. Kelly wasn't even supposed to be on that song. I was watching the interview with Jeezy today on uh, with Charlamagne and them niggas, and he was uh, he was like one of his homies from the hood was on it. Lil Will. He was like, "No, nah, I'm not fucking taking them off on it. Like that's my partner from the hood." And like one of his like higher ups, kind of like manager type shit, was like, "Nah, bro, I got somebody to go on this joint." And Brought it back with fucking Robert on that motherfucker. And was Lil Will the one who sang on So Icy? Was he I, the one that did that I one think too? So, bro, can't blame him for taking him off. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think going, d- despite despite uh, the character of that is Robert Kelly, I think it was a great musical choice. Well, yeah, and at the time there was no issue. We actually, oh, it was an issue, but they just swept that shit under the rug. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, not now, it is now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of the things that Rachel and I talked about on previous episode was was uh, given given um, certain choices or just charges that artists get. Is it right to like 
to boycott their music. So like boycotting R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I, my answer was, you know, I don't think you should. I think it's, you know, it's a creative thing. But unless like what you're convicted for is what your songs you are about. about. Yeah. I don't think he's saying about that was Dave Chappelle that sang about who R. Kelly pissing on you. Yeah. But like yeah. if you lo- listen to like, uh, was it fucking grinding and uh, I mean, he all his songs were nasty, but you yeah. just didn't know he was talking about young hoes on that song. Yeah. Except for the one with fucking Aaliyah, bro. Like AJ number the number. Yeah. Yeah. That's suspect. Oh yeah, Bro, that uh, the entire the entire album cover of that album is suspect. It's like Aaliyah on the front and R. Kelly on the back, looking suspect and shit on the phone. Like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> damn, <laughs> the, the album cover is suspect as fuck. Yeah. You know, I blame the adults from that time. How did they yeah. not see it? Back I, rem- then? I remember hearing that song on the radio and my mom being like, "Don't, this, we need to change this." I remember, like, like people, no. I think I think people saw it, but nobody was, people thought it was weird, but, like, it wasn't, like, social media, like, kind of, like, blowing up how yeah, it is Yeah, there was now. no social media. Yeah, it was just, like. Right. Like, the, hmm, around your friends, you're like, yo, that shit weird as fuck. The only yeah. way you could see the album covers if you were in, uh, if you owned it, yeah. in Tower <laughs> Records. Yeah, yeah or CD <laughs> Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam Goody. Goody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the inspiration, some other fun tracks that were, that were great. Uh, the intro, Hypnotize. Hypnotize. There's an M on there. Hypnotize. Still on it. Yeah, hey, you the know D-boy that D-boy bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, I'm still on it. Got half a Nina left. Does anybody want it? Um, I want it. My, one of my favorites, just Jeezy, J-E-E-Z-Y, the acronym. Jeezy like to drink. Jeezy like to smoke. Jeezy like to mix his arm and hammer with his coat. That was a good one. Uh, 3 a.m. with Timberland. Mm. Mm, at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Um, and followed by that was The Realist with that just that trumpet intro. Oh, my God. I forgot how good 102 was, bro. Yeah, and so that's the crazy thing because a lot of times, a lot of times um, when an artist gets signed to major deal, especially in this time period, they get just about full creative control with the first album. But then when the sophomore album comes out, that's when, or I'm sorry, it's usually the first album has a little bit more guidance and and, um, like maybe executive producers influence behind it. But then if it's a success, clearly Thug Motivation 101. So yeah, so Max asked if there was an executive producer listed in Thug Motivation 101. Looking up that right now. Um, let's see. For two, um, two was Ti. Yeah. It's so so. Drummer Boy and Shoddy Red were on there. I'm not. I'm seeing King, uh, King, oh, Kinky B and Jeezy both executive produced the first one. So typically the second one, the second one is where the label gives the artist like full creative control like yo your first one was incredible go for it and then right. that's where you get to see what the artist so, has so was his deal a five album deal yeah plus plus options right for more this is his fifth that's about to come out no this is his this is his tenth let me see so there's no way it was a t- one two he, he three four five six seven so eight. i guess he resigned I guess? this is his ninth i'm he sorry must have resigned he because there's no way yeah. the deal was like Nine albums. Hell no. No, no not at all. It was probably like <laughs> three. And then he did it and they were like, please sign again. For sure. 
and he was like, okay. He's been keeping it light. So Dude, he's got to be one of the one of Def Jam's longest tenured yeah. artists. Yeah. No question. But I think it's dope because you back in. You say what year the first joint came out? 05. Summer 05. This was December 06. So, so like I was saying, in the in this in this circumstance, or just in this time period, is when a lot of artists would go into what was called just like the sophomore slump. Sophomore slump, bro. Because and the album it sucked. It did not happen. But this one just had bangers, and even the ones that weren't hits, it was still critically acclaimed. One or two may have had the best. So this one debuted it at one on the U.S. Billboard. It sold. 352,000 copies in its first week, which is more than doubled what the first one sold in the first week. And uh, it was his first number one album in his career. Um, by 2009, the album sold over 1.2 million copies in the U.S. alone. So that was the inspiration. Then we get to 2008. This was a big time. The recession. The recession. Right. Drow came out that year, too. Yeah, <laughs> the Overdub Kings Dro 2008 came o- out. ODK was in full effect during this time, just to let that be noted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, this is our prime year. Shout oh yeah, uh, we may we may have been slightly year. influenced by Young Jeezy at the Slight. time. 07, 08, yeah, I, was I would go out on a limb and say Young Jeezy is my biggest influence. Probably, I would say so. Besides Buck, maybe, but I would say yeah, Jeezy. It was it was big as far as over the many years, consistently. No doubt, the recession. The recession was great because that came out during during the election time. It came out September 2nd. So this was mm-hmm. leading up to to Barack Obama becoming president and the whole campaign and all of that. And so this and of course the the time period that the country was in which was a recession. But with all that being said, the album still fucking slapped. And I think it's one of the only albums that is like takes Place during an actual time period that's about the time period, which yeah, is really cool because this it's one's not like just like old trap shit. It's, kind right, of like it's like that's set in that time, so you can look listen that back. Was my president's black, right? My president's exactly, black, bro. I remember slapping that shit like the night Barack Obama got elected. Me and Jamal were fucking slapping that shit in the house, bro. So, so uh, my president, my president uh, was on there featuring Nas, which was great. Put on was another on. single yeah, featuring Kanye. I remember being at a house party on New Year's Eve listening to that watching the videos yeah man he had it wasn't put on it was the one where shoddy red where he's talking about finest chopper to the club or uh, uh make my old who bitch that? jealous yeah who that, who that? they I, say i, who I have that? this very crystal clear image in my head from a new year's party with strick uh, i was uh we're at h tape's house yeah i'm not gonna say what i was doing but i just remember watching this video <laughs> i think i was throwing up oh <laughs> <laughs> i was throwing up geeked and uh the video was on in the background i don't know why it's so crystal clear in my head but yeah yeah that was no, that's that's great. That was a great video too. Oh yeah, everyone was in it too. The they got in the white background. And yeah, shit. so it was filmed in a studio, which I love that because you know you get like the street videos, but then you get the ones that are shot in the studio with the mm. effects. But they had every. I mean, I think like Busta Rhymes was in the video and Jada Kiss and Rick Ross and all of them. But along with Put On with Kanye and uh, and my president with Nas, you had Who Dat with Shawty Red on the track, Crazy World. Thing was in the hook. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, which is great because after this album, I think Shawty Red went to jail for a long time. Mm. He went in with status. Um, crazy World. Yeah. And uh, Vacation. Vacation. This was freshman year of college. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so was, this, yeah. So this is, yeah. this is, uh, yeah. This is, I, I would have started uh, sophomore year at that time, but essentially yeah. same, same period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because this came out in because I'm here, September. Yep, <laughs> sep- fall. Fall. I remember eight. being in my dorm listening. Yeah, bro. Like, I remember being in the Gables bumping that shit, bro. Like fucking people riding around in cars, blasting my president's black number. I got to reflect it. That shit was crazy. So this one, uh, this one also debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Uh, first week sales 260, uh, and to date. Or I'm sorry, in 2009, the album sold 886,000 copies. It has to have been certified platinum by this point. But so that's, so that's, uh, so Thug Motivation 101 debuted at number two. And then the next two albums he put out debuted at number one, which is just an awesome track record. Third album still putting out fucking hits. Then we had some, then we had a little bit of time off. So we went 05, 06, 08. Then we had the next album was 2011. But you know what I think was in between that? What's that? I want to say, uh, I want what was what was the USDA album? Cold Corporate Summer. Thuggin. Cold, Cold Summer. Summer was like 07. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Young, black, and rich, like a big clip. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that Cold Summer used to go I'm packing big oh shit. My God. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Shake your ass, bitch! I'ma throw this money. That was a great one. Oh my god, bro! I forgot about got, that joke. Okay, okay. You're, so, so Cold Summer came out in 07. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So Cold Summer came out, which featured uh, the single. Y'all remember the single off of that one? Was it white check? girl? No. White girl. Oh, yeah, you know he keep that white girl. Drummer boy. You know, you got the money, check. It's, it's in, in the, the bag, bag check. check. Who got the run on with the out of state tag, check? You got them choppers. Them rubber bands. <laughs> and when your rapping ears gotta be saran. Oh, man. <laughs> that also featured uh, the Go Get a Remix, along with R. Kelly, Bun B, and Jadakiss was on that. And then uh, some other good tracks on there. Check, Focus, Throw This Money, Pam. Uh, oh, not Pam, bro. Yeah. Damn. I know, man. So so for those who don't know, uh, Jeezy, Jeezy's label, uh, his, his own label is Corporate Thugs Entertainment. And he had a group, USDA, United Streets Dope Boys of America. USDA, the click. And uh, that featured Jeezy alongside with Slick Pulla and Blood Raw. Blood, Blood Raw. Raw. <laughs> uh, so that, that came out as well. I want to say that that was probably included in, in the deal. That was, may have been one of the options. But let's jump to 2011. We're now in, we're now in the December 2011 where Jeezy dropped 103. Hustler's Ambition. Uh, ambition. Hustler's Ambition is like one of the best Jeezy songs ever made. So, yeah, right? My ambition is a hustler. This, <laughs> so the singles off of this album, uh, Lose My Mind, featuring, um, oh, who, who, was, who was on that one? Lose My Mind. Was that, was that Plies on that one? That's what my mama told me. She hate my partners. Yeah. Uh, so there was that one. There was... I do. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Other ones that were on here. Way Too Gone. Uh, Mike Will made that one. Super Freak with 2 chains. Rick James. Super, super Freak. Freak. Yeah. I got that wet, wet. Not That's Super, super League. <laughs> Is that the <laughs> album with boyfriend that... only took a week. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the album with Smoke and Fuck on it, too? Um, not on this one. Okay. Uh, but Higher Learning with uh, Snoop and Devin the Dude, uh, Fame with T.I., and then, of course, I Do with Jay-Z and Andre 3000. It's a great one. Um, so an, another another great album. Let me see if this one 
if this one charted not that great right not this one wasn't this one wasn't that great um at the at that point you could tell that Jeezy was now I mean in the past he was collaborating with trap artists now he's got Jill Scott he's got Neo he's got you know Andre 3000 on there I mean great artists and everything um following up three years later 2014 we had um we had seen it all the autobiography do y'all remember this one that's when Jay-Z lost him 92 bricks and got him back. Exactly. So that was seen it all. The um, that was the uh, the the title uh, title track featuring Jay-Z. Uh, another one that was on there was Me Okay. Yeah, that's Me Okay. That's Me Okay. As a mother travels out here, say that's Me Okay. That's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's literally it. Um, other ones on there. Holy Ghost. That was a good one. So, seen it all. The autobiography um, generally received positive reviews, but this one also this one debuted at number two, uh, sold 121,000 copies in its first week. That was in 2014. Yeah, the downfall, young Joe. Uh, following up, uh, less than a year later, 2015 is when. He released Church in These Streets, the sixth studio album. Uh, singles, Gold Bottles, God, Church in These Streets, and Sweet Life. Uh, I don't know any of those. Yeah, I slept on that hard. <laughs> Bro, I slept no on the hardest shit. I was in a dark place <laughs> yeah. during that year. I did when not you, listen to Young Jeezy. This? this was this was 15. Yeah, I was in a very dark place in 2015. Yes. Bro, I slept on that. Um so just just tell y'all some of the good ones. Gold bottles is a is a good one. Uh, Holy water, and God. There are 19 tracks on this fucking album. Jesus. That's yeah. Too many, bro. I was about to say like, yo, at this point in time, as an artist, you start to just put out music to get you, to get out the deal. But if you were doing that, then you wouldn't put out 19 songs. He's <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah. He's, like, he's like the mixtape game has died, so now all these tunes gotta go on my record, and now I have a a double album. Yeah. Basically, bro. Um, this one debuted at number four on the Billboard charts. Uh, still sold over a hundred thousand in the first week. Ah, shit! But then 2016 came, and he blessed us with "Trapper Die 3. Yeah, and that's the album cover with the one that's the snowman, but it looks like Scarface, and it's got the the three in the blood on there. Yeah, but also we can't live out. The mixtapes that happened in between 2012 like, and like oh, Trapper Die Two, like go against the grain. This is Trapper Die. It was another. It was another one that came out in maybe 20. No, it's a mixtape that came out in like 2010, 2009. It was crazy. So can't ban the snowman was on there. Yeah, um, yeah there were several during that yeah. time, and a lot of them you would still have to find on like Dat Piff or, or like live, live mixtapes because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're not on. They're not on Those Spotify. Before live mixtapes too. Yeah, this was Dat Piff strictly yeah. or the CD Warehouse in Bellevue. Yes, or that, or that, uh, that quickie mark on West End right, in the <laughs> DJ drama section. <laughs> DJ drama. You're like section. scrolling through the D's, like DJ drama. Okay. Oh man, so the lead single on this one, uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't the fir- the first single was "Let Them Know," but the the biggest single on there, "All There," mm. with Bankroll Fresh. Oh, that's all. That's that was uh. I remember even even probably a, through like the end of last year, 
anytime I would go to a rap show and the DJ would take the stage to keep everybody hyped up, they would always drop all there because it just had that, I mean, it just has that typical, it's the Mm -hmm. anthem, man. Also, what was, there was that, um, there was that mixtape that the lead single on that mixtape was Get Right. Mm. Heard you popping at the spot. Gotta get right. That was like around that time, though. Yeah. It's like, it's El Mundo, like it's the world? Was it that? It's the world. That's El what it was. It was It's yeah. the world. Yeah. So uh, the dude the dude that produced that uh, get right, uh, Black Metaphor, used to kick it over in Murfreesboro right. at the crib. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember during, it must have been during that time that you were talking about that you were real stoked about that. Yeah, man. So he, he went down there. He played Jeezy a bunch of beats. And Jeezy was like, no, nah, I want you to make one for me. He was like, this is, this is what I'm, I'm thinking of right here. And so he's like, all right. So he started making it. Jeezy left him alone for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he played it. Because it's essentially just like, you know, a couple loops. And then you can go in and start layering it and all that. Right. Uh, just, just in case, Max, you don't know anything about production, that's, that's, that's how you can do it. Is so, that, you would know. Yeah. Than me. <laughs> a couple of layers. Just a couple loops. And uh, and then Jeezy listened to it, was like, all right, bet, I'll I'll hit you up. And hit him up like four hours later. And he was like, yeah, this is going to be the lead single off of it. Dude Amazing. was stoked for that. He he went on to do um, The Game's Ali Boumaye. Okay. Which that one fucking slaps. And he did uh, a couple of Meek Mill ones. So, but yeah, he, he did that during that time. But back to uh, Trap or Die 3. Fuck, man. G-Wagon, where it at? All there, going Glock, crazy. All main jeans sagging. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> about that G wagon? What, what's after that? Uh, pop and my wrist look like a light show. Translation on the shit hole. Yeah. <laughs> a couple million in the duffel house. bag. Yeah, or at the at your mama house. I Little made stash a million at your mama house. <laughs> I made a million off that microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Drop it in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Back yeah. to his roots of yeah. just not no, rhyming true. shit. It's true. They had a lot of good stuff on there too. Prolific. That that album, that album fucking slapped. A couple of shoddy red tracks on there again. Uh, G Wagon is a shoddy red beat. You're absolutely right. Whoa, I'm good. And uh, so is in the air. Mm. The first track on there. Um, this one debuted at number one, too. Now, uh... That's crazy. Yeah. Almost every single album was they, number one. So this became Jeezy's third number one album. Then he had two that went number two. And then he had one that debuted at number four. So it's a pretty good... We won't talk about that one. Yeah, pretty yeah, good track that's, record. That's the other album. Yeah. <laughs> We were all in a dark time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a B side in 2015, and we weren't we weren't talking. Uh, his most recent album that came out December 2017, Pressure. Y'all remember this one? Uh, I remember not listening to it. Yeah. So this one had this one had uh, floor seats with two chains, bottles up with with Diddy. That was a big one. Um, Cold Summer with T Grizzly. Which and then and then the, probably the biggest one was American Dream featuring J Cole and Kendrick. You don't see that very often. Those two on the same track. Cole and mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was a good one. Um, and then a few months later, we went and saw Jeezy tour with T Grizzly tour that album. Yeah, which was pretty dope. That was amazing. There was nobody there. We were up front. Well, it was it was still sold out. 
Which is just a lot. That goes to show that it's a lie about the caps and shit like that with the room. For like, sure, definitely. They're so like, oh, it it's a two thousand cap room. All right, there was eight hundred people in there. War memorial, yeah. yeah. But it was a party. It and was a party. So I was looking up some some like chart metric shit with Jeezy. Nashville across the board is in his top five mm-hmm. in terms of like just market in general, um, stream cities aside yeah. from like the you know Houston Chicago. They Nashville fucks with Jeezy, which is why he's yeah. gonna come back. I think like man, I just remember at that concert, like every everyone knew every word. Every everyone person. knew yeah. every word off of everything. I think there may have been one or two songs that I was kind of like. I don't really know this one, but I still knew probably all the, the, probably the new shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And and then he would he would stop at the end of a hook, and where he would either supposed to go to his second verse or it'd be the featured artist mm. verse. Um, the crowd would keep keep rapping. Yeah, and even if you don't know the words, you could be like, well, "At your mama house." Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. It's yeah. like you, like I said, like, at your mama couch. It's like all the D, all like just, said, all the D boys <laughs> just know the parts that relate to them. Like mm, ten bricks in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> Or just throw out the ad libs if you don't know. Just throw out the ad libs yeah. in there. Hey, uh, that one debuted. That one debuted at number six. Again, this one came out in the in December. Uh, but now we got, we have tomorrow. We have uh, we have the final chapter, Legend of the Snowman. And this one, oh, they're not going to give me the, uh, I don't think they're going to give me. Track list? Yeah. No way. Well, they have, he has it on his, um, he has it on his Instagram and everything. Uh, I guess maybe this, maybe this, oh, it's a redirected link here on Wikipedia. You can always trust Wikipedia for that shit. Mm. He's got the, he's got the track listings on his, uh, on his Instagram and everything, but you know, it's going to be good, but it's just, uh, the one that he has with Meek Mill right now, the. I think MLK Day or some track. Yeah, that one fucking slaps. There was another one that he has like shown like multiple different times on his Instagram recently. That sounds really dope. He just been playing the hook, and I'm like, yo, yeah, still got it. And let's uh, let's we haven't even talked about the the feature the features that he's done. Um, hard with Rihanna. Uh, the, go, the go hard one. Yeah, the yeah, you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's done. I'm like mixing up like eight different rap songs that right. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure you show that one cool and Dre. I'm pretty sure they have one that go go hard. No, that's EJ Khaled. Um, it's easy. He was uh featured on Kanye's Amazing. He was. I'm amazing, born on a full moon, different than. Bitch, I'm amazing. Exactly. <laughs> different still amazing. Exactly. Still, still, still amazing. Holy shit. Uh, so he was, he never won a Grammy, but he's been nominated for. Um, travesty. Yeah. For uh, for best rap performance by duo or group with Put On with Kanye, Amazing with Kanye, Lose My Mind with Plies, and I Do with Jay-Z and Andre. Three stacks. I'm surprised that. Um, the a put on put on didn't win anything. I know that right? was, that was ru- such a big song. Yeah, that right? was the biggest song. Yeah, I can't remember that video what else was came there. Out all like in this like alternate universe and shit, like yeah, uh, expensive video. Yeah, you could tell that yeah. was like I feel like that that there was really the, the tippy top. And then all the collaborations that he did, um, you know, he he did a lot of stuff with with DJ Khaled during that time where they would just get like six of them on yeah, a brown uh, brown paper bag, brown paper, brown paper bag. bag. Um, 
uh, Welcome to my hood. Get on the bottom. I'm so hood. Was he on I'm so hood? He was on I'm so hood. He's on a lot. Good lord, man. Oh yeah, I see with Gucci Mane. So Get throwed with Bun B, oh, Pimp C, Zero, Jay Z. He made that one. Um, what do you say? Uh, something about man. I, I listen to that song almost every day. Mike knows that. Mm-hmm. I listen to that all the time. We talking about uh, the, swear to God, the minivan do tricks. Hit the brakes and wall the golden bricks. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've always I've been trying to decode that line for many years. What is mm-hmm. this line mm-hmm. He says, uh, "Swear to God, the minivan do, do tricks." tricks. Uh, hit the brakes, stop the lights, and voila, they go them bricks. Ha ha. Oh, shit, man. It's talking about the stash spot. Shit, I didn't want to implicate anybody, but that's the stash spot. Well, the, the one, what, is it, what does that have to do with the minivan doing tricks? Think stash spot, nigga. You hit the brakes and some fucking compartments open But up, what does the minivan have to do with this? It's doing a trick. That's what the stash spot is at. No, this, why would the stash spot ever be in the minivan? Because you got to go get the bricks. I don't know. We could debate. We, could, we, <laughs> we should. We should have a podcast strictly for Jeezy lore, where we just like decode Jeezy lines. Decode Jeezy lines. That would bro. be honestly a sick podcast name, where you just decode rap lines. Dude, like so, this week we're reading this absurd. Oh, verse. that's hysterical. There was a Twitter account a long time ago, like in in the birth of Twitter, and it did something like that. And I remember, I remember one of the tweets was like, "Young Jeezy, I got a house around my neck," and and it was decoding. Wow. It's like. He's referring to uh, yes. his his uh, his necklace is worth the same as a mortgage <laughs> of a house. He does not have a literal dude, house I, around I was, his dude, neck. I was actually just talking about this with Harry the other day because we were listening to there's one of these new Drake songs where he talks about putting a Richard on the card, and I was like, oh yes, put the Richard on the card, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I Googled it, and there was like a eight paragraph like <laughs> like synopsis. Yes, of the it's shit, like bro. well, he could have been talking about the Richard Lemur watch, which is actually above Drake's current card limit. So he's talking about exceeding his credit card limit. And I was like, you don't who wrote do that. this? Who the fuck? <laughs> who, who was like, Richard like someone from ODK like, found a career <laughs> like decoding rap lyrics, which would be such a good Twitter account. One of us should make that. Yeah. Just like posting just snippets of rap lyrics and explaining them in the, <laughs> in the honkiest way possible. <laughs> uh, some other notable features. Say I with Christina Milian. That was a good song. That was. Yeah. Um, I was old. Um, Super. Uh, diamonds in my damn chain. Diamonds in my damn chain. Go hard, we do the damn thing. Oh, bro. With Fabulous. He also had... Ah, uh, fabulous. Uh, yeah, do the damn thing, which they got which they got the, from that, that sample one. from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my phone is tapped and so, so is my so living room. We can't hide the money here. Ha-ha. <laughs> Uh, some other ones, hundred million with Birdman, Jeezy, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. One of the best yes. beats ever. Remember we were jamming that instrumental? Yeah. Because it's one of the best beats of all it's time. It's just so orchestral, bro. Cool and Dre. Like, cool and Dre. That was it. Yes. That was it. We went on like me and Mike at like five a.m. to go on these rampages of just, of just old school slaps, yes. bro. <laughs> old school slaps, but the, somehow we got onto the Cool and Dre instrumentals and realized. Well, I, I have I have always realized they're my favorite producers, but. They're great. Those instrumentals are so like the brown paper bag instrumental is just, just the most like orchestrally orchestral, incredible bro. piece of music ever. Did, like, did, the did they do? Um, oh, what was uh? Oh fuck. Um, the the big one. Uh, I mean, they did Chevy riding hot. Oh, like start in Atlanta, one. spread out Mississippi, South or started. Well, um, God, it was that big DJ Khaled one. Uh, we taking over. We taking over. Did they do that one too? No. That's Scott Storch, I think. 
Is that Storch? Miami no, was popping at that time, yeah, man. Yeah, you had, no, it was. Uh, you had the runners. It, it might have been the runners actually. And Scott Storch. I'm gonna look that up. You you got the computer with that? Was was wait was Dre on the hook of that shit? Or Which one? I just remember Ti had the first verse. Yeah, I think, uh, Dre, I think Dre might have been on the hook of that motherfucker. No, that was Akon. Akon uh, was on the hook for that one, yeah. Uh, yeah. For We Taking Over. Yeah. I don't think that was... I think that was the runners. I'll look it up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but while I'm looking that up, we also have notable ones. Oh, here's one that went number one, Love in This Club, Usher featuring Jeezy. Oh, man. I love in this club. The little John Beat. Uh, out Here Grinding. Akon, Rick Ross, Jeezy, What's Boozy, up with Trick Akon and Jeezy's friendship. I don't know, man. Close. Everyone was on that one. They're close. Uh, I'm so paid. Akon, mm-hmm. Jeezy, Lil Wayne. Akon again. I'm um, so paid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see who produced this one. Uh, oh, I don't. I'm not familiar with this one. Danja, Danger, Danger D- Beats. Danger Beats. What? Floyd, Nathaniel Hills. He's from. Uh, I was gonna say North Carolina, Virginia Beach. Oh, I was yeah. close. Very I know close. him. Yeah. I know him. Yes. Yeah. That that's a that's that's really all that there there is on him. Um, we talked about amazing with Kanye. Uh, I'm going in. Drake, Lil Wayne, Jeezy. And I'm gonna go hard. He finds his way in some of these fucking bangers, man. Because they know that he can drop the eight. Yeah. That's fire. And they yeah. know that he can write the hook. That's catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Act Right with Yo Gotti mm-hmm. and YG. Um, that was like as soon as Yo Gotti started to come out of the everyone hates me hole. <laughs> right, right. She in, <laughs> yeah. She was in due to 3-6 Mafia for a long time. And then he came out. Uh, there was one with YG featuring Jeezy and Rich Homie Kwan. Uh, Mike, you want to tell us the name of that one? I'll call it my hitter. Ah, I'm like, no, I don't remember that drive. Like, right? You can say the N word. <laughs> What's it called? My nigga. That Thank one. You. Thank you for saying. Uh, and then one that just this one still. If there's like a walkout song, if you're about to fucking fight, mm. War Ready, Rick Ross and Jeezy. Mm. Good lord. I feel like Soul Survivor is a good fight song too. Yeah, I'm shit. I've, I defi- won't. I've definitely seen footage of Jeezy. Like, I think it was Turns Cat, Cat Williams was fighting in the club and fucking. He turned the <laughs> lights off. He was like, "Oh, y'all want to fight in this motherfucker? Okay, we are gonna go old school." He turned off all the fucking lights. And just had the <laughs> just had the spotlight on him on the stage and played Soul Survivor, bro. And that shit went crazy. Damn. Just motherfuckers fighting in the crowd. Turns out Akon had one of the strongest hook games. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, you know who he signed? T Pain. Akon. It? it went Akon. Then T Pain and then Future took over T Pain. Mm. Who is it right now? Who's got the strongest hook game? Is there one? Drake. Yeah, I guess. Gotta be. Drake is on every hook. But is he in a lane of his own though? I'm talking about like for remixes and shit. I feel like Drake's too expensive though. Yeah. You talking about for features? Yeah. Unless, unless he hears your shit like definitely not future yeah. anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Future had like a two year just murder reign, but I feel like that's way over. But it definitely went Akon, T Pain, then Future. Yeah. I don't know. Future's starting to get like mature and shit now, bro. I was like, he's not giving me the you hate to see he's not it. giving me the drug the drug toxic masculinity raps that I want. Mm. <laughs> should should the three of us become like the next big like hook smasher? Is it that easy? <laughs> It, you, we got auto tune. You know how to work auto tune. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. I can't wait for uh, f- 
for Legend of the Snowman TM104 to drop. I like that we were able to have this conversation about Young Jeezy because I'm trying to think of other rappers from uh, when we were growing up till now that we could have this conversation about. And I'm looking, at, I keep looking at this Gucci Mane book over here thinking like we could never have that conversation about Gucci Mane. You can't, man. What, what, what conversation? Uh, there's the, 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 the conversation of influence and like, I mean, yeah, influence, sure. But like, as far as just like, when you look at so this is I mean Jeezy's dropping one albums full albums like full albums yeah I'm like Gucci had a run of like so, crazy mixtapes yeah but but, it's like, so, this is but still Jeezy like, had the Jeezy had the mixtapes too but this is this is nine studio albums with Def Jam yeah plus plus uh, Cold Summer with USDA yeah. that's ten that's a comment on his loyalty as well as just his skill level as a lyricist plus. Boys in the Hood, right? The yeah. same year, two thousand five. So that they must have made hella guap off that, the Bad Boy. Sh- you take it too long to lock the, up, the bring it back. That's Bad Boy's house with only that. No, they had eight ball. And they had Gorillas though. Yeah, they had eight ball and MJG yeah, at one point. MJG, right, so. but eight ball and MJG were fine before that. I'm talking about yeah. uh, what like, like new acts. True. Yeah. yeah, like they found Jody Breeze and uh, Gorillas. Gorillas was slapping too. And yeah. I forget who the fourth was. And the, uh, the fact that I forget is is the statement alone. Doesn't Boys in the Hood? Yeah, it was like. It was fucking Jeezy, Jody Young Gutta. Nah, it was Jeezy, Jody Breeze. Well, the, he says it in a hook. Duke. It's Duke. Nah, it's a nigga named Duke that was in the group, and I think Gorillaz. He's like Young Gutta, Jody yeah. Breeze. Well, what, wasn't that hook? He lists, he lists them all. Well, no, that's he was saying that was like his, an alias of his. Mm, well, he says Gorillaz. I know boys, I know boys in, oh, I know no, boys right, in the hood right. was Duke, Jody Breeze, Jeezy, and I think Gorillaz. That was let's see. So Duke was the one. I Big Duke, there. Big Gee. Big Gee. Yeah, okay. Big Gee. Yeah. <laughs> Zone three. <Gorilla> <laughs> God, yeah. that Boys in the Hood song But, was but so you're good. right, man. So so that's right there. That's nine albums plus Boys in the Hood is 10 plus Cold Summer is 11. And then the two that he put, the, the one that he put out, Come Shop With Me as Young Jeezy. And then the Lil J one before yeah, that. Like in 12, yeah. right? So studio albums, yeah, he dominated. Plus... Plus all plus the ten at least the mixtapes. Plus the mixtapes, the Gangsta Girls trap. Plus features. like you said, trap or die. Plus mm-hmm. feet. I mean, it's then think about how he cr- he created Shoddy Red's life. Yeah, that was the yeah. trap sound. <laughs> like Shoddy Red was like he created Drama Boy and uh, Zaytoven birthed all the niggas though. Zaytoven did not birth Shoddy Red. Bro, Zaytoven is the godfather of trap. See, I always so so. Let's talk a bit about this real quick. I was about to say talk about this. Let's talk about this real quick. So when so I feel like there's two different types, at least two production categories of trap. Zaytoven kind of had like that more slowed tempo down. It's still slap. He had the cheesy like and had the circus melodies. Yeah, it had those mm-hmm. sounds for sure. Like um, like, like the, the breaks. All white, yeah, the, all like the, percussive elements and shit. Shawty yeah. Red was straight pizzicato murder beats. Yeah, it was the it was the horns and the um, right. arpeggios mm. all the time. Yeah, the strings. So so when I when I think of trap music, I feel like the drums have to sound a, a specific way, but also it has to have that element of the the brass sounds. You know, yeah. like it has to have that. Not horns. saying that. Not saying that Gucci doesn't have that because Gucci does. Zaytoven has never done the brass thing. Yeah. So Zaytoven actually did. He produced a, a few tracks on some of those albums. But he was Gucci's main. But he was he was yeah, Gucci's, Gucci's main. <laughs> he was he was Gucci Mane's he main. Was Gucci's main. Okay. So d- didn't Jeezy fucking birth Gucci Mane? 
They came out around the same time because they came out no, on they so I, they came out on so icy. Together. But Jeezy had already put in just they had put in they must have been I guess you're right same time because they had beef as soon as yeah. both of their careers. As soon, as soon as so icy came out, they started beefing and shit. I think it was over Lil Will singing the hook too. Yeah. <laughs> so who they imagine being that one friend who's like on both teams? It was like, it's uh, like I'm just let me sing the hook. I just want to <laughs> yeah. sing the hook, bro. Like I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get on. No, that shit's <laughs> like take his chain. <laughs> that shit does crack me up, man, because it was. It was a Gucci song. So if it's your song, why did you have Jeezy go first on the first verse, you know? You're saying it's a, it's a Gucci man. It was a Gucci song. Yeah, yeah. It was but, on Trap House, that but, first album. Yeah, but Jeezy did the, did the verse. But then that was the first single. First verse. The what? That was the single, That was too. a single. Mm-hmm. And there was the only time... That he, goes to say that he needed Jeezy. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. Gucci man needed Jeezy. That's why he got the feature, unless it was like on some deep... Yeah. Illuminati type we're gonna create some feud situation yeah. which who knows it could have been well well cause I will say okay you might be right because I'm saying that came out like the end of freshman year like so icy and shit that was like early 05 but Trap or Die came out like early 04 so Jeezy was already popping for so sure be, uh, yeah, and we're talking about this was his first big one so yeah. you gotta think about all the little ones that came before the big one for right, sure cause like, he already had like Trap think about all the Air shit that happened that shit. before Lil J yeah, like just because that's on that's the first thing on Wikipedia, that doesn't mean it's the first thing. Right, like right. You know there was a lot before. So he was, and he was already fucking with Meech and shit too. So he was that's the, right. that's what I was gonna on get at. Deep the the lore that I heard was that was that um, Big Meech was backing Jeezy and Blue Da Vinci. Blue, yeah, mm-hmm. and that yeah, Blue Da Vinci, that, well, Blue da Vinci was the main one. And I think that and I think that Jeezy was like was more on the more on the business side to like. Like oversee the the music project of Blue Da Vinci and all of that, hmm, and I then know, and then I think if if you ever watched the the YouTube, have series, you never have you not seen the documentary? I didn't know Jeezy was like overseeing, like kind of like an overseer before he dropped. Well, because like Jeezy, you know that because Jeezy wasn't even really a part of the documentary. It was mostly about Blue Da Vinci and it was mostly about fucking Meech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meech like, bankrolling all of that yeah. and then getting indicted. Like BMF and all of that shit because he was like the first time you heard it was like his name and shit on records on that Trap or Die. Right, you heard like Meech's name and shit like in BMF. And right, and I think that was probably part of the scheme was like, all right, Jeezy, you got to say my name at least one time for us to get this deal going. Because Jeezy already had his career going when the BMF thing was going, and then they then they used Jeezy. They must have used Jeezy because Blue Blue Da Vinci was from California. Yeah. So like they must have used Jeezy in the South because you know the what took BMF down was a uh, billboard in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the world is ours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The yeah the world is yours or, or the world is ours. Whatever it was. The world is ours. Yeah. That was like. But like I feel like Jeezy already had his shit going and they used Jeezy as less of like because they they were like yo Blue Da Vinci this is your shot we're building this label around you mm-hmm. and then it started doing okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, cool. We're going to get Jeezy on board, but only because he's a crip. And like, that's the only like association because he already has his own thing going. Yeah. Because Jeezy at that point in time, I feel like was kind of off the banging shit, but was still associated. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. it was like, that's why in those, those videos, I forget what the video is with Jeezy and Blue Da Vinci where they're all like, it's, it's a gang banging ass video. I forget what it was, but with um, all the guns and shit. Yeah. It was like the BMF like music video. Yeah. So, I so crazy thing. It was like, kind of like, nah, 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 oh man, I don't know. I forget. It's really old. Yeah. Really old. There's uh there's that series on YouTube, Noisy Atlanta. Yeah. That Vice did, mm-hmm. and they interview Coach K a lot because that one's essentially talking about about trap music and and mainly how Gucci's the Godfather and everything. But at one point, they interview Coach K that runs Quality Control and manages Migos and Yachty and all that shit, and he he straight up says. Jeezy invented trap music. 
and well and wasn't the whole issue that was like the start of the issue was that Jeezy was from like Macon and like really wasn't from the hood like Gucci Mane was like So I mean Jeezy's born in South Carolina and then then moved to Macon. I thought that he had okay. I thought that he had claimed but he that's, was from Macon, Georgia. So that's the thing though. I mean Macon is in the fucking country. Right. Yeah. But it's not like, like you don't yeah. fuck with, it's con- not you don't like fuck zone with country bold, people. You know, it's not like like the well known hoods of Atlanta like where Gucci's from. Right. right. It ain't zone six. And and I think what's crazy too about the whole Gucci and Jeezy beef, which has now been going on for over fifteen years. No, it ain't over. I mean, and the thing that sucks is that we haven't gotten a lot of collaborations from people that have been very loyal to Gucci. You've never heard a you've never heard a Jeezy and Migos track, you know, or any member any member of that. Nah, um, I didn't know that beef was still going though. I thought it was like kind of had just people just was like fuck it and kind of. Always. Away. I don't know. I feel like when you try to kill someone. You- yeah, it kind of it kind of get it is true, bro. It's like bro, <laughs> Max like, said it. Max said he thinks that when you try to kill someone, it's hard to drop true, that bro. beat. It's like, yo, he tried yeah, to, it's like yo, this man literally tried put a to price on up. my head. He Let's talk this. about that real quick. Back when they were beefing at a show, Jeezy said, "If you snatch and bring me Gucci Mane's chain, I'll give you ten thousand dollars." I thought it was more than that. I thought I heard I, thought t- I, heard, like, I, I heard ten I stacks. The, I don't remember the amount, bro. Well, I, I thought it was a high amount. Yeah. Either Much way, higher than ten thousand dollars. Either way, this this stripper goes back home up. with Gucci yeah. one night, and they're naked on the couch, and the door f- flies open, and two guys come running up in there. Nah, they weren't on the couch. Were, he was counting money on the table because the gun was on the table. Because when they came, that's because Gucci killed that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, so they stormed I, in. I, and see, he, he, he was but he was butt naked when he killed him, so you know he was shit was going to go down. Yeah, that, he, but you could be naked anywhere in the house with a stripper. I mean, I always count my money when I'm butt ass naked. Of course, <laughs> as should she should be. Like when I'm when I'm like you know in the checkout line at Kroger or something, and they're like, "That'll be seven eighty five. I'm like, "Hold on one second, just Don't strip down. Like pull this uh, out of one, my ass. Two, three. Don't touch your nuts after you touch the ones, though, bro. Yeah. No, never. That's that's law. <laughs> that law. Uh, yeah. And so uh, they came running in and started shooting. I think one of the guns jammed, but. I don't know what he he grabbed. He grabbed an assault rifle, and he popped one, killed killed one. The other got away. The reenactment that I saw, and apparently it was they they chose this reenactment because it was words from Gucci Mane. Was there was guns on the table, money and guns on the table, and they were sitting at the table, and they ran in the house. It was like seven in the morning or something like that, and they ran in the house. And the reason why, because the gun was on the table, and that's why he was even able to not die. That's crazy. Was that the gun was right there? Damn, bro. Why you always got to be naked when there's a shooting involved? Yeah, Rest bro. in peace, Steve McNair. Oh, yeah, God. Dark spot. Got to be naked. He was a Damn, Jeezy bro. fan. You know he was a Jeezy fan. Of course fan. he was. Well, you, can't fight, you can't fight a nigga if he's naked, though, bro. If you're both naked, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the situation where you're both naked anyways? It's it was like, a naked fight. I don't want to be in like that like situation. A colony or some shit. <laughs> we were both naked, let me tell you. You ever see, like, some... Two guys start to square off, and one guy just strips down like to his underwear, and the other dude's like, he "Dude, fuck you! Yeah. Get away from me!" That's <laughs> the win. That's the. That's, that's the, the way to win the fight, bro. It was like, <laughs> like his dick was out. I could, so like, his dick was out, bro. There's nothing I could do. <laughs> oh man. Oh, 
how how we get how do we get there from from uh, nine studio albums to dick G- hanging well, we out? We started talking about the Gucci, sh- Gucci shot a nigga while he was naked. Ah, yes. Is it on. proven that he was naked though? Because I, I hadn't, I wasn't aware of that. Detail. I heard, I, I, heard I, I heard on several accounts. The, heard, like, the first I heard was that he was like he was with the stripper bitch. You know what I'm saying? They was fooling around. Dudes busting the house, murked them naked, and then he like fucking left her, buried the fucking bodies, and then went and found another bitch to finish the rest of the day with. On some player shit. Yeah, that's that's I think that's the what um what homie from from Noisy Atlanta says in that I think that's what happened. But yeah, one got away. Allegedly. The yeah. one that got away. The one that got away. <laughs> and I ain't talk about love of my life, I'm talking about people I should have murdered. <laughs> <laughs> the one the story of the one that got away. That motherfucker dodged a bullet. <laughs> Literally. Man, it's always good to fucking talk music, man. We could, I mean, Jeezy is just fucking great. And I feel like another reason why we really appreciate his work is because he has never once changed. He's never, he, like, you could tell that some of the, some of the subject matters, he's clearly more, like, more mature because he went from being, you know, some hood-ass rapper and trap star to now he's a businessman. Like, he had, he and the, the, the founder of uh, Avion Tequila, or Avion, as the rap community calls it. Avion. They sold all their shares. They sold. They sold it all, which is funny because I recently rewatched um, Entourage and mm. uh, one of the last episodes. Right. They sell the shares of Avion, but but uh, they did that. So you know, Jeezy's sitting on sitting on some good money. He's a businessman, and I'm really interested to see. Well, at this point, what in time, he does that's next. part of his brand. Yeah. yeah, which I've always liked about him is like, like I feel like I've grown up with Young Jeezy, and like as I've grown, he's grown as well. Like now yeah. his his all the content he posts is about on some motivational. He's always done the thug motivation thing, but yeah. it's been just like drug shit. Now it's just like inspirational speeches, and it's like now he's posting shit from other people, just trying to inspire, which I love. Hashtag Thug Motivation Challenge. I'm gonna post one tomorrow for for Jeezy Day. Right. So and yeah, we should all do that shit. Whether it's on your story or, or post, just just do that shit and just motivate people. Just motiv- motivate people who need to need to see it. And I'm not talking about some bullshit like Instagram influencer stuff. Like, be fucking real. I mean, Jeezy was recently hanging with uh, with Gary V. You know, mm-hmm. Gary V keeps it real. He does. He does. Gary, Gary V he just does. posted something about why he cusses yeah, so like, much. Yeah, like you go home and say fuck. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like, gonna do my, that my, my 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 like fourth grader daughter. Her teacher is always complaining because she says fuck and it's okay. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm I'm a product of my fourth grade teacher, whatever the fuck he's talking about. But respect, respect, respect all around. Gary V, Jeezy. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'll tell you, there's just some, there's very little music that I can put on start to finish that just gets me in a mindset. And I feel like because of Thug Motivation 101, just that sound when we were, you know, in 2005, we were making music and that was, that's who we wanted to be like along with, you know, 3-6 and UGK and, and, uh, all of that. So it was just something that anytime I hear, I hear, um, that first track start, I'm just I gotta listen to it all the way through, and it motivates the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. even if I even you if can I was feel you can feel the this realness, like you can yeah. just feel that he's just being really authentic, right? Which yeah. I feel like is as a rapper one of the most valuable qualities you can have is that like through words because that's really all you have. It's all you have. You can somehow translate 
yeah. real emotions through just words. And yeah. I don't know if not many rappers can do that. And he never did anything cheesy. Right. And no matter how, like, maybe, like, he's not a lyricist. Like, he's not like Nas or like J. Cole or right. Kendrick. And he never has tried to be, ever. But somehow he feels more real. But he can structure songs, too. Right. That's I'm not the, saying he's not yeah. an iconic songwriter, because he is. Like, no one writes hooks like right. him as far as catchy shit in the club, in, in the ra- on the radio, like, for old white women, for young black males, whatever it is. I feel like as, as, a, as a chorus writer, Jeezy has it on lock. And if that's not already a Jeezy line, I, I don't know. It is. It probably is. On lock. <laughs> it just, yeah, as soon as I said it, it felt like a Jeezy line. So yeah, I'm man. just living vicariously through Young Jeezy. That's what I love, man. Even when he's been featured on R&B songs and stuff like that, it's just always been so well, real. That just goes to show what type of weight that he holds with yeah. all, all certain type, all different types of hip-hop communities. Right. It's like not just the trap, like, hood dudes. Like, it's R&B singers. It's Usher. It's Justin Bieber. It's fucking Ludacris. It's Akon. It's Kendrick. It's Keisha Cole. Like yeah, bro, all these yeah. people, like think he's tight, and like they just wouldn't if he wasn't. Yeah, you know. Closest I ever get to commercials when I watch TV, and you know I'm going rep these streets faithfully. Yep. Man, bro. Cheesy. Bro. Like it's like fucking. So <sighs> that that's our segment for Jeezy Appreciation Day. That was long. It was great, man. Final, final segment, weekend rundown. What are y'all doing this weekend? Uh, some nerd shit. Yeah, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> bro, going, to, going to Comic-Con or something? Because nah, I'll go man, to that. I got some fucking dev shit to do, bro. I got like some, some code that broke, so I got to try to doctor that motherfucker up. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nerd shit. Fucking nerd. What about you, Max? Um... I have this weekend off from playing shows on Saturday. I'm going to go see my old roommate and best friend, Kendo, a.k.a. King Jet. He's going to play at the Deep Tropics party oh, Saturday. Nice. So when you hear this, you can still go on Saturday. I'm going to go to that. Love you, Kendo. And um, other than that, you know, I just build my computer on some nerd shit, working on music, working on new music. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Uh, I got... I got some of my friends that are fighting in an amateur fight in Campbellsville, Campbellsville, Kentucky on Saturday evening. I may try to go up for that. I think it's maybe an hour and a half drive. I may go to that. I got three of them fighting. I don't care where you are in Kentucky. It can't be further than an hour and a half. Right, right. <laughs> it's so, about thirty minutes to Louisville from here. I'm, I'm yeah. actually I'm gonna look it up right now. Where we, it me is. and Mike just did it. We I'm just drove through. Yeah, how long was it to Louisville from here? Uh, well, where, where did we get in an hour? No, uh, we got to Bowling Green. Bowling first. Green is about forty five minutes from here, yeah. and then yeah, so that's Louisville is about an hour and fifteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. So let's see where Campbell's if you're gonna go left or something like that, you're gonna go another thirty. So Campbellsville, Kentucky, from here is. Two out, two hours and ten. Holy shit! This one's kind of, this one's kind of up there. I was gonna say that's got to be as far as you can go, though. Oh wow! This one's like, this one's like east of sixty-five. I was expecting it to be like, like above Clarksville, where Fort Campbell is. Like well, that's, that's where I associated that's where Bowling Green is at, though. Yeah. Uh, no, Bowling Bowling Green is right off of sixty-five. This is like another. Like, Dude, wasn't that Bull- the driver just said? Bowling Green's about halfway, but uh, but this is but this is out in the country. Maybe I won't go. I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, like now that I realize how far it is, I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> but shout out to them. I hope you win, bro. Yeah. I hope you win, bro. Yeah. Also, man, it's it's really tough with these fucking fights because they could show up and their opponent could uh could yeah. like back one out one hit. Well, I was gonna say they their opponent could not show up and then they all that training like y'all better stuff. fight. I just yeah. fucking I drove. Just yeah, drove I'll get in. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll fight you. I'm, I'm rooting for you, but I will fight you just so I can see a fight, even if just it's me. Gas money's worth it. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I'm gonna be listening to this shit. To Legend of the Snowman, TM one oh four. Yeah. And uh and I'll review it. I'll probably review it on Sunday. I think Rachel's gonna gonna get a pot off with me on Sunday here. Is that the term? Get a pot off. Get a pot off. Get it is now. Off. That's a Babylon thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh but for now, shall we go check out uh Live on the Green? See what's popping down there? Yo. We should, you're it. All right. Uh last last thing, Mike, where can they find you again? Duberific. That's underscore Duberific underscore on Instagram, correct? That's wrong. No? <laughs> what is it? No, it's not. It's Duberific underscore. Yes, yeah, what oh, he okay. said. No, he said, I, I said, no, underscore. He said underscore. I threw an underscore. Yeah, so Duberific underscore. And then, Max, where can the people find you? At Dat Boy Protohype on Xbox Live. Ooh. See me. Get Come catch us L on NHL. Go get some, uh, get some Rocket League on. Yeah, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and Max is pretty good at rocking me. And of course, at Stevie G, Stevie G on Facebook, Instagram, Venmo, Snapchat, at Tweety G, Tweety G on Twitter. Please give us a five-star rating. Drop a review. We'll read the reviews probably in the next couple of weeks because I think we have a number of them racked up now and some of them are just really great and inappropriate. Appreciate y'all listening. Have a great weekend. Bye. ODK, bitch. <laughs> ODK, bitch. <laughs>